Dr. Uh, Marianne, she just is amazing and um, just such a support. And the work that she's doing in Step by Step um, is just been amazing because there's so much sacrifice in this work. There's so much that has been poured into this work. There's so much, um, you know, intent that has been put in to make sure that something can be delivered at a quality level for all of our kids and communities near and far. So I just don't want to, you know, negate the opportunity to be able to um, edify her in the work that she does. The same person you see in these 15 minutes that is passionate about the program is the same person who assess the kids, tutors, teaches she teaches tutors, teachers, teachers, just all that's the same person, right? It's the same love and, and, and passion. And the thing that you mentioned at the beginning that you empower um, and, and encourage, I think is so powerful because I think it speaks to who you are as a person and that that's the part that people should connect to. And that's the part that people should realize needs the sponsoring and the support to continue this work in the world. So continue to do an amazing job. I um, stand for you and I just, you know, support you as much as, you know, as we can. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dyslexia Solutions podcast channel, where I interview parents of dyslexic children or teachers of dyslexic children. I also interview dyslexic adults, and sometimes I just share from my heart. Our purpose is threefold, to empower you with information, to encourage you that you're not alone, and we're always seeking sponsors to help keep our message forward. Dyslexia impacts one in five children, and it needs to be addressed now. Hi, I'm Dr. Marianne Sintron, founder of Step-by-Step Dyslexia Solutions. We are a 501c3 nonprofit charitable organization, and I equip heroic teachers with an effective literacy program to remediate dyslexia so we can close the achievement gap, stop that school-to-prison pipeline, and prepare kids for success in school and in life. I'm also a published author of A Message of Hope, How Music Enhances Reading for Dyslexic Children. And I'm an app developer of the famous music and spelling app called Dunking Dyslexia. Um. Reading program is structured with phonics reading It progresses from one page to the next to the next. But when you're introducing something unique like this, go ahead and look on my chart. This is in all the teacher instructions or parent instructions. Chart will tell you what um, phonics page addresses this concept so that you could have the student read that concept. The thing is, when you're teaching a concept, you want the student to read words related to this kind of a concept. In the beginning, it's I don't see that it's important to have that concept related to all the words, because with my reading program, remember, we're introducing a lot and we're introducing what the, the visual discrimination and 
you know, cap becomes cape, hap, hat becomes hate, mat becomes mate. We're introducing that together. We're not keeping the, the, the short closed syllable as one concept and adding the E, you know, at level five. We're introducing that right in the front because kids want to know. So one of the other concepts are the um, TCH. So anyway, backing up a little bit, you'd want to rubber band your inks, your NK words, and then you have these, these uh, ones clipped together. And remember, you're only introducing one at a time, but the sequence that you introduce them in is important. So then we have um, one of the other cards. We have um, the TCH and the CH. You can introduce it with WH and SE and S. I like to introduce it, the S right away because it's plural. If it's a noun, it's plural. If it's with a verb, it's a present tense. And we have a grammar trick that specifically addresses noun to verb agreement, subject verb agreement. A lot of kids get messed up with that. So I like to teach that in the beginning. We have another um, group of cards. They're the wild old cards. So I took a picture of these trolls. I actually ordered troll dolls and mailed them to my students so they could remember the OLL. And that's really fun. Let me get that group of cards. There's actually a mnemonic, and it's um, most old trolls are wild and kind. And I'm not finding that right here, but I do have, um, oh, here they are. But I have a picture, all the pictures associated. So we have, you know, and you teach, you could teach the mnemonic, most old trolls are wild and kind but old, ind, and of course, they'll start by saying ild, 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 o, and then o-l-l, o, o-s-t, o-s-t, and then the other purples that are numbered nine, I just tuck them away. This is why I, I put these towards the end. I didn't realize they were something Orton Gillingham really wants to teach up front. So separate them out of this set of nine, number 19 cards and introduce these towards the front. If we're having our students for 25 to 30 sessions, I, we would like to introduce them to these sounds, even though they might not know them automatically, at least they're introduced to them. And you can introduce it to them with the mnemonic. So then if you wanna make a note, um, set 12 has ing, but set 7 has ink. Bring those up front as well. I wanted to show you that I have two kinds of ing. Once it's a red, it's, one, it's a red and then it's another color because I introduce it as a suffix as well as part of a word. And then I have, um, we have suffixes here that are orange, these will most likely be towards the end. So you might wanna pull out LY 
for kids that are more advanced. And we have Y at the end of a word that you might want to pull out up front. And um, because even though a child might know of a long vowel word, like, um, uh, you know, vowel consonant E word, we've learned that when you add Y or LY, they don't know what to do with the E. So that's another way to expand those words for that child. So maybe out of this group of suffixes, you'll choose to talk about est. You know, est means more. It's a comparative. We have er and est. So we have er and we have est, which is a comparative level. And I'm going to leave that up to the, the parent to have a, a choice of what you want to introduce, okay? Then we have words that are called the turtle words. And that is uh, set 15. And the reason they're called turtle words is they're consonant LE words. And this comes up more when we do coding with the words, which I'm gonna show for uh, next week, how we code the words. But consonant LE, you count back three and that's where the syllable is. So we have bubble, we have purple, we have sizzle, we have cuddle, and we have LE words. Let me see if I can find them. Let me see something here. So let me, I just love the pictures that I had designed. So we have kettle. And the students learn T-L-E, and we have middle for that. We have um, bubble and ruffle. And it's interesting, after they've reviewed this a little bit, you can bring the suffix out that says F-U-L and show them the difference between a suffix and a syllable. Does that make sense? So this is a, a syllable type and we'll talk about that next week. Then we have our vowel consonant E, which um, the, the, turtle, the turtle words, I just showed that to you so you would know that it's a syllable type, but what's more important is to bring in the vowel consonant E words because we say that they have a sneaky E. So, so the E has many jobs in reading. So vowel consonant E, so this would be A consonant E, A. E consonant E says E. I consonant E says I. O consonant E says O. U consonant E says um, U. It says the long name of the vowel. And I like to keep these within the first 25 sessions. And I always talk about that sneaky E. Um, the E comes out, he has many hats. So then we have our R controlled words. And again, depending on how many times you see the student, sometimes your student's going to need a review of a concept you taught. 
feel free to review that because we're not in a race. The child's only competing against him or herself. So I put the R controlled letters. Um, these are already number 11. So when you introduce them, follow the pattern of when you're introducing the phonogram cards. The bossy R's are controlled, the letters that are controlled by the R. And I didn't realize until um, I, when I saw, I was introducing IR, ER, and UR together. And that's okay for the first step, but some of the kids can't handle that. So I'm just introducing IR and all the words with IR. And then I'll go to a whole different um, sound, AR. And then when, so I give a little bit of review with previous um, words that are taught. So when you bring the ER in, it's going to be a new ER. And the student already has been reviewing some of the words with IR. Now they're going to be introduced to the words with ER. And then take a break from that before you bring in the UR, which is another ER sound. And these all have the phonic, the key concept pictures to go with them. So the trick with that is similar sounds, break them apart. When you have vowel teens, I had um, OE says O for toe, OW says O for snow. So you can always introduce it, but um, typically you have to separate them to really let the child build that fluency with it. And then OW can also be OW, like plow. So you can introduce OW says OW and O, plow the snow. So you can introduce it, but then we reinforce it with just one sound at a time. Some of the uh, other sounds I like to bring, bring at the same time. So vowel teams is another syllable type. I like to introduce AI with AY, so not in the same session, but one session will be AI, and then another session I'll bring in AY, because they both say A. So now they know A says is a, a consonant E says A, A by itself says A, AI says A, AY says A. So in the key concept cards, It'll show you that A-Y is at the end of a word. A-I is in the middle of a word. And those are little grammar tricks that the kids love to learn. And it's supported. Okay, so my A, you can separate your vowel teams. When you have your vowel team cards, these are set 17. And if you're only tutoring sessions, students for 25 to 30 sessions, you may not get to all these vowel teams but AY and AI are two that I like to introduce. So you might wanna separate the words, the sounds you're gonna introduce, and these are gonna wait till later, okay? So they are, I numbered in 17 because they are one of the harder things to teach. And some of the other programs, let me see. Um, one group doesn't even teach it until a rule six, like a level six, 
Another organization will teach it at level four. So those are considered some of the higher level vowel teams. So I just wanna show you the pictures that I have. And we call these key concept cards, AI in the middle of a word. So AI faint A, that's how we would say it. And then we have AY, AY tray A, it says A at the end of a word. So when students are able to categorize and get more pictures for the vowel teams, it's gonna help them. And when they're reading the words in the phonics reading, you could actually ask them, why, why do we use AI and not AY? Or why do we use AY? And they'll say, because it's at the end of the word. And if they don't remember it, just share those little rules with them. Then we have the suffixes. So um, I like to bring introduce LY when it's with vowel consonant E, when I'm showing them how we remove the E when we add LY. And then the suffix is ER and EST. Um, EN can be later, but ER, they're gonna see it a lot. Somebody is stronger or faster. And you could show them what kind of words can have ER. And when you introduce the phonogram cards, it's okay to go back to a previous page in the reading where, where you could have them add the ER. And what's really nice with this online platform, kids can annotate. So you can say, here are some words, which words can we add ER to? E, you know, and then also I have a workbook that's, um, it's the grammar and phonics, well, the phonics workbook for the younger students has a lot of this type of practice for them. And then here again is the F-U-L versus F-L-E. So here my F-U-L, I had numbered those cards number 10. So you may not want to bring that in until later. It's more of a difficult concept. But I found out, I, you kind of know when the student's ready to advance a little bit. There's something about that parent intuition when you're teaching where you know, I think this student can handle this. So I would introduce F-U-L versus F-L-E. And so this is what reading success looks like. Kids' self-esteem is improving. The home is a little happier. Kids aren't fighting. They just feel so much better about themselves. And uh, they want to read books. They get excited to go to the library. They want to read to each other. And they want you to read to them. And they want to read to you. So then we're getting into our closing of the hour and we have the next boot camp is scheduled next week on Thursday and we have it for March 3rd and we're going to talk about coding words. So coding is going to help with writing and a lot of people say kids need help with writing and spelling. So I'm going to stop my share right now and see if there's any questions. Got a lot of cards scattered around. Mary, were you able to rubber band certain cards? When I send out my kits, I'm trying to remember to send out a bunch of rubber bands. And I think the most important thing is 
to know you're not going to ruin a child's brain if you teach something in the wrong order. <laughs> There's so much repetition and we don't use the music with the phonogram cards. In my program, we use the music when the child's actually reading in the phonics and when they work in a workbook, they could use music. And then when we do the spelling test. So also, just so you know that the phonograms that I introduce in the order, that's how this, the child again reads in the phonics and that's how the spelling tests are geared. So spelling exercise number one is gonna be using the beginning letters because they're only three letter words. And then spelling exercise number two is gonna introduce some um, consonant teams, but they're gonna be reading that in the phonics reader. And it's a lot of visual discrimination, um, letters that are in different orders, the same letters that are manipulated three or four different into three or four different words. Alrighty. So I, if any questions at all? I, I just was a clarification, I guess. I'm looking at the sample uh, planner in the teacher instruction book on page nine. And I, I guess my question with the phonograms cards is how far do I go? But I see in the sample planner, they did all the consonants and vowels on the first day and the letters K and C. I, but I think it's the, the soft C because they're not, it's not CK, it just says KC. So they pulled out those. So it, it's a matter of that when I saw the cards, that was my thing. I, okay, how many of these cards do I go through? So I, I get a better idea now that they're in sets. This, this sample says set one and two. On the next day, it says samples, it says set two to four, but it's still bringing back K and C. So that, that clears that up for me. Oh, good. And so the uh, grammar tricks or the mini lessons will introduce the C-E-C-I-C-Y before you actually even bring out that card. But if you do bring the card out and you want to teach it, you're going to support it with the grammar rule in the right. lesson. Thank you. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I never really learned that you're supposed to graduate those cards after they've reviewed them and they know the sound with automaticity. I was like, wow, this pile's getting pretty big. And I learned with Orton Gillingham, set those aside. They don't need to know them. Now, it's, it's really interesting. Kids can read it, but they can't write them. So I, even though they know what those letters are, when you say what says B, what says D, what says K, you know, are they going to write what they actually know? So, um, and, and if you need to take a break from actually showing the phonogram cards and give them a little different exercise to write what sounds they know, that would be acceptable. Okay. And that's something new to my program. Teresa, that's a new one. <laughs> okay. Kind of, it might be a, a nice little break, change of pace too. Okay. All righty. Okay. Thank okay. You very much. Be sure you email me with any questions. Thank okay. you for joining us. Okay. Thank okay. you very much. Bye-bye.